Uh, okay, so I'm gonna um, I'm gonna continue with that vein of the breath because I think that's a really good question, and I have <clears throat> to continue. Um, I do have two research articles that I wanna that I wanna that I wanna look at. Um, if you are doing a breathing technique and for instance you do feel as if you are going to pass out or even if there's the worry that you're going to pass out or some sort of anxiety that you're going to pass out we want to remove anything that's external that may hinder your experience so one of the best ways of preventing that is just laying down um, your heart is at the same level as your as your head or brain and so therefore you're not fighting gravity to get blood up to your head. Um, you need to maintain a certain blood pressure uh, and blood volume for my heart to be able to pump blood up, you know, two feet, of a, a foot and a half. What's interesting about doing breath work or breathing techniques is that number one, if you are breathing through your nose, um, which is very much recommended, uh, you are increasing um, the nitric oxide levels. Uh, they've actually shown that nasal breathing can increase nitric oxide levels. Nitric oxide is a major vasodilator, so it dilates blood vessels, um, causing increased blood flow to the area. But what vasodilation also does is it decreases blood pressure. So if you have increased blood flow, but also decreased blood pressure, it's still like you're trying to get a lot of water through a big pipe. It may not get to the areas it needs to get to as quickly as it does, like your, like for instance, your head. Um, so if you do have that sensation that, hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I feel like uh, I'm, I'm passing out. Now, I'm not sure if what you're describing is that in terms of a little bit of a high, uh, seeing sort of a, a, a yellow as opposed to the dark tunnel coming in. Um, you know, that's very classic of sort of the peripheral vision kind of collapsing uh, when you're passing out. Um, but if there is any fear, I would remove the fear and lie down and see does the does the breathing still cause this uh this yellow and i would i i would be more curious about it from an experimentation point of view of like oh what is this what's the yellow what's the color what 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 shape is it if i was to draw it in my whole field of awareness what would it look like um the other thing you mentioned is that you felt a little high well, what's really cool about slowing your breath down, especially if you are doing like a four, seven, eight, four seconds inhale, seven seconds hold, eight seconds exhale, is that you are going to be increasing the carbon dioxide levels in your body. Um, and this is actually uh, has been shown to, um, to be a good thing, relatively speaking. Now, when we increase carbon dioxide levels in the body uh, and we continue breathing and we continue having a breathing practice, we also increase um, 
oxygenation of those tissues. So a relative increase in carbon dioxide is going to cause an increase in oxygenation of those tissues because oxygen wants to go to where the carbon dioxide is. And so it's going to sort of flood those tissues. What you may feel is you might feel like, whoa, I'm feeling kind of high, feeling like got some, maybe I got some, you know, I got some, some energy here. Um, people who have been doing this sort of research or, you know, on breathing techniques and especially on nasal breathing um, have definitely reported, you know, increased carbon dioxide levels, uh, increased oxygenation. When you do this for an extended period of time, increased feelings of well-being, uh, increased energy. Um, so if you are feeling sluggish, maybe that sluggishness is because there's a relative paucity or decrease in oxygenation of your tissues. And actually, one of the ways of increasing the oxygenation of your tissues is not to breathe like hyperventilating. In fact, we don't increase the oxygenation, but to actually slow down our breath and to breathe, uh, breathe with the nose. Um, there's a really good book. It's called uh, that that kind of has brought this into light in the last four or five years. Um, breathe by James Nestor which I believe we've talked about in the past here uh, about a year, about a year ago or so. Um, I highly recommend that book. Uh, he goes into sort of an anthropomorphic evolutionary change that has occurred to the human skull in that book and how we have transformed from the Neanderthals who were uh, nasal breathers. In fact, when you look at the skulls of the, the, the Neanderthals, they're sort of, uh, uh, they have an elongated sort of chin. It comes out, they have really large nostrils and their teeth are perfect. They have absolutely perfect teeth. Um, and it's through evolution that the jaw and the nasal passage starts to get uh, compressed like this. And um, and we start having thing breathing issues. We start having tooth problems. Our, the, the, our, our, we don't actually have the space in our mouth to hold the teeth that we that that that, that we are born with. Um, in his book Breathe, we have uh, he did some experiments on himself where, for instance, he took two nasal two silicone plugs and plugged his nose. And he did that for 10 days or 14 days. I can't remember how many days it was, but within just a few days, um, his, his blood pressure increased by like 13 or 15 points. Um, he started developing sleep apnea, uh, where he, he, he was getting uh, decreased oxygenation in his blood during his sleep. He started snoring, was snoring about four hours a night. Um, so he developed high blood pressure, snoring, I believe they even checked his lipids and, and he was developing um, um, uh, hypertriglyceridemia, hypercholesterol. Um, anyways, he then takes out the plugs and oh, the other thing that he developed was uh, was decreased heart rate variability, which is something that I want to 
I want to I want to discuss uh, today as well. Um, and decreased heart rate variability is an indicator of sort of chronic stress, just by plugging his nose and by breathing through his mouth. Then he took out the plugs, uh, and um, within you know a few days, his blood pressure started decreasing. Uh, his snoring decreased um, from four hours a night to like, uh, you know, I don't know what it was, maybe 10, 10 minutes a night or something like that. Um, he had a decreased ability to concentrate and then had increased ability to concentrate after uh, nasal breathing. And he was not a nasal breather, but when he looked at the research of nasal breathing, he noticed that it was so profound that one of the things that we've lost through evolution is this ability to breathe through our nose. And the ability to breathe through our nose also increases the oxygenation in our blood. It also increases nitric oxide uh, in our blood, increasing blood flow through the blood vessels. Uh, and so he recommends in, in, in his book, and you'll see some other studies of trying to train yourself to nasal breathe. And what that involves is actually taking like a piece of tape and putting it over your um, your your lips like this so that, you know, it's sort of like a, a Charlie Chaplin mustache, but it comes down over your mouth and you have enough space on the side if you need to take a breath, uh, but it's sort of teaching you to keep your mouth closed when you are when you are breathing. After all the research that he did, essentially, and from the research that we looked at as well last week, you know, um, he came up with 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 essentially, you know, two sort of questions to ask yourself in terms of helping yourself um, breathe is, are you breathing through your nose? So are you nasal breathing or are you mouth breathing? Uh, if you're mouth breathing, you're not getting the added health benefits of, of nasal breathing and may actually be harming yourself. You may actually be causing uh, uh, chronic diseases to manifest. Um, so am I breathing through the nose? And then how quickly or how slowly am I breathing? And can I breathe slower? Can I breathe slower? Can I decrease the rate of my breath? So essentially... You just kind of go out, go throughout your day, right? And one, one question you can ask yourself is sort of, what am I paying attention to? Where is my mind? Where is my attention being directed to? And the other one is, how am I breathing? How am I breathing? And if you're breathing through your nose, great. Am I breathing through my nose? How quickly am I breathing? To try to decrease whatever, wherever you're at, to try to get to that level of, you know, below 10 breaths a minute, optimal in terms of the research that I've looked at is really anywhere between four to six breaths a minute, four to six breaths a minute. And if you notice it, um, for instance, in the four, seven, eight, uh, that's about three, three, three breaths a minute, right? So you're really decreasing it. So you are going to get that increase. So your, your carbon dioxide levels are going to increase. And then when you take a breath in, your oxygenation is going to increase. So that high might actually be 
uh, sort of increased oxygenation of your tissues. Um, maybe the four, seven, eight, maybe that's too short or that's too low for you. So, you know, maybe, maybe doing like a, like a, like a four, six, six or something like that, where you're doing four or five breaths a minute. And then as your body starts to become more accustomed to the carbon dioxide and to the increased oxygenation, then you can actually expand it and, 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 and keep going, um, more. Um, one of the things that he noticed was something called heart rate variability that he was measuring his heart rate variability and that he noticed that when he was mouth breathing his heart rate variability decreased right and why is this important heart rate variability is an important measure that if you get into any of this work it's going to come up very frequently for you so it's 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 really important to have an understanding of it essentially what heart rate variability is is um is the definition is the ability is the ability of our heart rate to be variable fairly straightforward uh, when we breathe in our heart rate increases when we breathe out our heart rate decreases when we breathe in our heart rate increases when we breathe out our heart rate decreases right people who have resiliency in their nervous system have what's called high heart rate variability meaning that when you breathe in your heart rate increases nice and evenly with your breath and then when you breathe out it decreases and you have this real nice sort of flux it almost looks like a like a sinusoidal wave like a perfect sort of wave and that's considered high heart rate variability then if you don't have a resilient nervous system okay and you breathe in and breathe out you might not have such a heart such a such a nice sort of dynamic increase and decrease so you have a low heart rate variability so your heart rate might be 